is going on, Wolfpack Nation? Hope everybody's doing well this evening. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in here on this Labor Day. As again, we're going to be talking about all kinds of different stuff. Obviously, mainly, going to be talking some NC State versus ECU, and we are one and a baby. And also, too, yes, this, this once again, this live stream is sponsored by Pepsi, just like last week, Meg. Appreciate the reminder. So, well, but it was just funny how you like you literally did like to the camera. Like, right okay, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't actually show the logo, but no, this is uh, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting podcast. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, if you're tuning in with us, make sure again to just send us a comment, let us know, uh, just say hey, or also if you have any questions, thoughts uh, that you want to go ahead and share, or topics that you want us to discuss, we will make sure to get to it. Uh, but, you know, again, excited to get to it today and excited to be 1-0. At the end of the day, again, we'll kind of talk in some more of the nitty-gritty. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we are 1-0. and And that is a beautiful thing. I think at the end of the day, that is what we wanted. It didn't have to be necessarily the most beautiful thing. And it was definitely far from the most beautiful thing. But at the end of the day, we are 1-0 here heading into Charleston Southern, heading in here this weekend. So uh, uh, Greg should be joining us here soon. But, uh, you know, just as a kind of reminder, obviously, myself, Greg, and Ken's were actually at the game. Uh, Michael and making an amazing job running the watch party. And I hope you all uh, tuned in for that and enjoyed that. And also, too, even if you didn't, I'm sure you probably saw on our Twitter page uh, the reaction uh, of Michael and uh, making that was top notch for sure to ECU missing the field goal. Uh, so, so Ken's kind of walk me through it a little bit here. What, what was your thoughts in that fourth quarter? And what was your, and what were your expectations when ECU lined up to kick the field goal? Did you believe they were going to miss it? Or were you kind of like us being like, he's probably going to make this. Um, and going into the fourth quarter, I uh, it's always hard playing at ECU for the no quarter thing that they do. So yeah. I knew that state fans were going to have to get rowdy. I knew that with the way things were going, it wouldn't have shocked me if they made the field goal. But after he missed the extra point, I was like, okay, we have a chance. And I really thought we had a chance when they were running out and scrambling to like put it together. And then Dave called a timeout. So I was like, Oh God. So either this is going to be really good or really bad for us, but it felt just like the Clemson and Carolina game all over again. Well, and I do want to discuss that and, uh, and, and let us know in the comments if, 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 uh, if you don't, if uh, you're tuning in with us, let us know, did you agree with coach Doran's decision to call the timeout or did you would, would, did you think it probably would have been better, better odds that he would have missed it if they would have just let the play go and kind of do that that, that quick draw uh, field goal? So, making uh, Michael, what was y'all's initial thoughts on that when you when Doran called the timeout? I'm gonna let Michael go first here because he was three seconds ahead of me the whole time. So. <laughs> I know, I know, it was it was a little tough, but um, I I don't know. I mean, I think it, yeah, it was kind of surprising in the moment. Um, but you know, he did miss the extra point right before it. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, you know, icing him and making him think about it some more. But then mm-hmm. also afterwards, Dorn said that somebody got injured on that last play and had to come off the field. So we didn't even have 11 players out there. Um, oh, really? I think, yeah, I saw yeah, that. He said, he said there was a, and they, had, they didn't have enough players on the field. They were kind of subbing in and out. So that's why they yeah. called the timeout partly. Interesting. Yeah, and he they, they so find the guy back up. What he hit is the his words. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, which makes sense. I mean, if it's the last kick, you want to have as many people rushing as you can, right? It was so yeah. strange. Exactly. So exactly, I think that was part of the reason too. But I, I don't know. I didn't know that in the moment, and I was okay with it in the moment because he did just miss the extra point. So you know, make him think about it some more. Yeah, absolutely. And again, Drew, Drew reminds us there one game at a time, and absolutely. Again, I, I think. 
all of us can agree here that specifically two places in general, Greenville and Winston-Salem, that either of those places, just unfortunately <laughs> with the history that in-state has of, of, of playing at those two places, any win you can have in either of those two areas are a huge, huge win, no matter what, you know, no matter, no matter how it looks, no matter how it goes, then day it is huge for us. And I just heard the bloop. Uh, we got Greg uh, jumping in here with us right now. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so again, I mean, obviously again, thrilled again to be, to be one. Oh, and at the end of the day, uh, you know, just kind of go ahead and, and, and one of the things actually I do want to go ahead and mention as well is I was actually really happy uh really seeing a lot of the feedback. There was a lot of state fans that commented on our tweets after the game and most all of them weren't, uh, they weren't, you know, like necessarily, I guess, glass half empty, like, you know, Oh, we stink, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do terrible this year. It was mostly kind of like a, you know, Hey, we're one and oh, and, 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 and pretty much most all of them said, I believe that we'll get this figured out. So to me, it was like a, huh, since it's Wolfpack Nation kind of turning a corner here, being like, "Hey, you know, we're we're going to support these guys here." I, I love it, uh, Greg. You got us? Not yeah. yet. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. He's here. What's up? Yeah, Greg. So, <laughs> yeah, you're good. Uh, so, Greg. So, so we were kind of talking, uh, kind of reactions to the field goal uh, at the end. So, so what was your kind of mindset? Uh, you know, when they were lining up to kick it. And then also too, uh, did you agree with Doran's decision to call the timeout? Yeah, I was listening, uh, um, on my phone while I was trying to get everything up and running. And, uh, Michael hit it right on the head and, uh, Macon did too, is we didn't have the right personnel out there due to injuries. Uh, so Doran, um, and his post gamer did say that that was the reason why he called the timeout, not so much to ice the kicker, but just to make sure we had the right people out there to, you know, potentially get a block on. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. We weren't, if we weren't properly prepared, then let's get the timeout and get the right people out there to, to hopefully give us chance. And thankfully he pushed it right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So with that being said, uh, we're going to jump on over here. Please go ahead. Go for is it. that just not crazy how that game ended, though? I was like, yeah, okay. He can talk. <laughs> well, no, no. Well, and, and, and again, I, I it, obviously we're not done talking yeah. EC football whatsoever. Well, I know. I but, say, yeah. I, was like, what I, the I, I, just, I just more wanted to introduce a tweet here that I think I know, Macon, you, you were excited to introduce, and I think really oh. kind of sums sums this whole uh, this whole game up to a T. So I just more wanted to bring that up so that way we can kind of continue right. this conversation yeah, based off of it. So uh, with that being said, we'll make sure we jump into t- our tweets of the week. Here we go. All righty. So <laughs> we got here. My favorite tweet. Yeah. Joe for, for those who are for those who are listening in here with us again, Joe Gillio, all he tweeted right after right after the kick was missed was just a tweet that has two words. You're welcome. That's all he said. And it is on and it, it immediately once I know once Macon saw it, but I think once all of us saw it and knew what the background was, we were like, Yes, that is everything and then some. Uh, so Macon, can you kind of give a kind of like a quick overview in terms of what the background of this was uh, for those that aren't necessarily sure what this is talking about? Yeah, so Joe and Joe, Joe Gilio and uh, Joe Ovius, they basically did some sort of like joke of a spoof of like a buying mm-hmm. these different like little knickknack things to try to break the curse of <laughs> NC State losing on the road and <laughs> 
particularly at Greenville. And they were ultimately, it was not even just that. I think it was just to have, let's remove all bad luck we can by doing any sort of charm <laughs> thing they were doing as a joke. Voodoo. The ritual. Voodoo I don't believe yeah. I don't believe in the whole voodoo thing, but it was just funny. And it was I like, do now. <laughs> no, no. It was like it was just funny. It was like it, like it was funny with what was funny yeah. to me when we got to the game and we're actually like I was sitting with Michael, and I was like, I, we're gonna miss this. I was getting so angry watching the game. And <laughs> yep. and then he and he missed it. And I just remembered the thing that Joe and Joe did. I was like, you know, he's going to say something so sarcastic yep. and like own that he just helped everybody out. And he's going to Twitter and he's the, that. I said that was really funny. So, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And uh, Beck Wolfpack A13 adds in here too, uh, uh, saying, knowing our luck, we uh, they definitely would have made that field goal. Uh, I was expecting them to make it 100%. And yep. I mean, I'll tell you this right now, y'all, that, uh, I've never – it was an interesting state of mind that specifically I was in, just talking about myself, once they missed that field goal. It was like a mix of like, yay, we won, combined with holy crap, we were terrible, combined with ha-ha, suck, suck on an ECU, combined with <laughs> holy crap, it's hot out here, combined with holy smokes, I'm thirsty. Like It was all of five of those things of at the exact same time. Yeah. It really like, was. It, it was a mentally draining game. It was. It just felt weird the entire game from kickoff yeah. to the end. Like it just, it just didn't feel like a normal game day. It, no. it, it was one of those games where we were con- we were in control, but we weren't in control. Like it was just. Right. But just Devin's weird. Devin's post conference interview, I really liked it. Him talking about how he want, wanted to give ECU credit because it humbled them and gave them a reality check. So hopefully, he well, that's that. what. That's what Layton when called me right after the game. He got I get it's a place where he could call. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, could this could this be like I mean a really good a blessing in disguise, yeah. if you will, right, Layton? I hope yeah. so. Well well basically saying, I mean, in all actuality, because first of all, the one thing which I do want to go ahead and say right now is I man, it has been a weird week one in college football. It has been weird. Well, that's sure. what college football is week one. I mean, to me, yeah. I kind of expect Weird things to happen, upsets to happen. I mean, like Boston College losing to Rutgers was uh, that's really embarrassing yeah. to me. Boston my, my College, but the Florida Virginia State Tech, LSU game last night. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carolina going up to App State yeah. and forty yeah. points in the fourth quarter. Well, right? Me and Michael, have you caught the tail end of our live stream? We were watching that game. And yeah, was we were like, like, we can't, I we can't they, go off like now. 30, it was like thirty seconds, and they scored a touchdown. And he missed the catch for the two point conversion. And then we were like, okay, well, the game's over because you saw Carolina go and score a touchdown. And like 20, 30 seconds later, me and Michael kept talking. And I was like, wait a minute. Wait a I, second, I, they yeah. just scored a touchdown again with like nine, eight seconds. And I was like, is yeah. that a replay of what just happened? Yeah. I was like, wait, no, that's, that literally just happened again. So, yeah, yeah. That was it was crazy. It's just the way Utah losing to Florida on the road. I mean, yeah. it was so, wild. So basically the point being is that at the end of the day, you know, would because in this scenario where we're one and oh uh and especially since we know at, at at ecu it's very tough to win there not just for us but for really any ac team it's been really yeah. statistically tough to win there uh so a win there period is big but the way that we won i feel like it's great because not only is it a one and a win not only is it a win against ecu at ecu 
but it's also a gigantic wake-up call. It was a gigantic wake-up call. Like it was so clear. And even Dave Dorn said it in his post-game press conference saying, like, you know, the guys aren't happy right now. Like they're they're not happy, even though we just won, you know, and just and like we're not happy. And and the guy asked, like, you know, do you feel like you'll have to bring them back up? And he was like, No, no. I mean, they're yeah, and 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 I, I love that because I mean again, that just to me goes back to like this is a leader driven leadership driven team, and, and they know what to they know. They know what what it takes. They know what they did wrong. Like you know, they don't need right. Dorn to to bring them down or him have to build them back up. Like like they know. They know what they know what they did wrong. And and again, we'll kind of uh, break it down bit by bit. Um, but uh, you know, Hannah Engel uh, with the with the comment there saying one can hope. But uh, my best friend, she's uh, <laughs> she was man. there too. Oh man, yeah. So uh, so, but just to, one thing which I do want to go ahead and just skip over and that way we can move on from this one topic i did want to bring up real quick since i since ken's uh greg and i hadn't really had a chance to talk since the game and i'm sure those who are tuning in with us some of y'all uh, were probably at the game uh with us uh but uh, i'll tell you this right now i i've been to ecu two years in a row now and again i'm not one to necessarily crack on somebody when they're down for sure because i know that there's a lot of staffing issues right now which i'm sure has, has something to do with it but basically what I'm getting at is that the operations at ECU have been <laughs> rough. They left Those to be freaking desired. ramps, it took me 30 minutes to get to my seat in the nosebleeds from those freaking ramps. Well, And because the one thing which Jeez. I do want to add, I do want to add, and then Greg, I'll let you jump in here. But because I know, again, it, a lot of it could do with staffing issues. But the one thing which I will say is that basically there was a, a situation that happened where my wife and I, we went to get uh, water. Again, wait over an hour for water. And the guy got, and there was a guy in front of us and he got to the front and he was an ECU fan. And, uh, and they said it was cash only. Well, there wasn't a sign anywhere that said that. And so he literally (laughs) went off and was like, I have credit card. There's not a, there's not a sign anywhere. I've waited for over an hour. I need my water. And so we just ended up paying for it, you know, just to help the guy out. Cause I mean, that was, that was wrong. But the guy basically, but the vendor responded back to him saying, Listen, it's a sold out game. Like, you know, our credit cards uh, machine uh, systems are down. Like, you know, there's nothing we could do about it. So basically that tells me that it's like they're blaming that it was a sold out game as if it just got dropped on them at the last minute. Yeah, like they didn't know. (laughs) You knew months ahead of time that this was going to be a ginormous game. You knew that it was going to be a probably sold out game. Mm. So I, that just that 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 to me like I that to me kind of changed it from like a, oh I'm so, I feel so sorry for these people so like uh what are they, what were these people doing come on yeah, they, weren't, they weren't prepared at all like, like I literally watching ahead, people Kenz. go to their seats yeah. you know how like you have to go up the stairs to get to your seats every area was packed like it was taking people yep. forty five minutes to an hour like I didn't I got to my seat around me and Hannah got to our seats around the second quarter yep go ahead Greg. Done. Yeah, so I've got a lot of insight on this. Uh, so a lot of the places, the ticket scanners were down when people were trying to come into the stadium. Uh, mm. And rumor had, well, not rumor, I know for a fact that a bunch of EC, ECU students bum-rushed the stadium to get in without tickets because they weren't checking tickets. Um, so that was that was part of the problem. Uh, the one open parking lot at the Belk lot uh, uh, was oversold, Ooh. and people that had mm. par- passes couldn't even get in. Uh, yeah, there was other people that they told me to go to other lots and then they got there. They go, no, if you park here, you'll get towed. 
Um, my wife, same thing as everybody else. I, we, I dropped her off at 1135 on the concourse. She was using the restroom, getting us water. She didn't show up until five minutes before half was over. Um, mm -hmm. She couldn't get up. The police were telling them that they weren't letting people on the stands because there was uh, too many EMTs up there, you know, oh, rendering aid geez. to folks. And it was it, it was a blank show. And I'll just let you fill in the first word on that. But um, I, I'm just going yeah, to apologize to every operation person at Carter Finley who I've ever had yeah. an issue with because God bless them. Honestly, yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> like they're perfect. Yeah. And I know I think some of that is is. Um, probably has to do with you know since they've expanded right the stadium yeah they expanded the seating but you know you also have to account for you're gonna have more people and you gotta have better infrastructure so well yeah, and in fact, go ahead greg no i was gonna say we have a, a really good friend of our tailgate group he said that exact same thing michael that he mm -hmm. went to ecu he actually played baseball there a long time ago and he said yeah they kept building up but they never built any other infrastructure to support yeah, yeah. i.e the vending the restrooms all of that and so it's just it's just he says it's a nightmare. Like he won't even go. Like he just went because um, his cousin gave him free tickets. That was the only reason he they were going. But um, yeah, it well, was it was a mess. And I see Robert's uh, comment here uh, saying ECU is subcontracting out their vendors. Pyro fans are letting their letting AD quote unquote have it over these issues. And because that that's, that's really case good. Well, and they it should needs to be done. Because I mean, as fans, like you know, I feel bad honestly for the ECU fans because I'm sure they want to be proud. They want to have people you know want to come to the games, but. I'll be honest and say, not anytime soon, unless I know that some things have, are different. Because again, just like Greg was saying, the parking was terrible. Uh, you know, getting in and out of the stadium was terrible. Getting water, basic water, when it's like literally feels like a hundred degrees yeah. out there, and it's not even it's not even to the visiting fans. It's to your own fans as well. It's yeah. everybody. Yeah, just, no, exactly. like you fans were in line waiting to get up the stairs just as much as everybody else. I felt bad for the students because I'm like, mm -hmm. this is your first game. And yeah. you're out of the student section for two quarters. You won't yeah. even get there by halftime. Yeah, well, it was it was half empty at one point. Yeah, in the student section. Yeah, when it was like a close yeah. game. It was ridiculous. Every you heard all these yeah. fans saying, "We take Carter Finley for granted." Like walking through there, yeah. we were all saying it. <laughs> and and late <laughs> to your point about the guy, you know, trying to pay with the credit card. If you look on their website, it actually says they're a cashless operation. So, like, um, yeah. why would you have cash? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, like it's, that so, couldn't get like, like there were some people in front of us. Go ahead. No, no. Well, just just saying that. I mean that. So basically, the only people that got that got anything were the people that just happened to have cash on them. Because just like right. you said, if I yeah. if I was a fan, I and I've read on your website cashless. Then just like you, I think basically what you're saying is that I, I didn't have a need to bring cash. Basically, so yeah, right. No, and and, and again, y'all. I mean, and that's why I I, I keep saying this that and I'll, and Kenzie's already said it a couple of times. I'll say it again that at NC State we are definitely very blessed. And I I say it all the time that parking wise, like we're up there. Like like we have great parking uh, opportunities for people whether they want to pay, have something ahead of time. Uh, you know the the concourse is huge, so it's very spread out. You know, so you're not necessarily like having to like walk through lines in order to get get from one place to the other, like you do at, have to at ECU. There's a ton of vending options, like with them adding the food trucks now. So there's a lot of different places you can get food, drinks, uh, alcohol wise. They figured that process out, so it's overall it's pretty simple, and they're able to get through that line pretty quickly. So it, it, again, I, Kenzie. You said it. I'm gonna say it a hundred times. Just thank you, thank you, thank you to yes. all the operations staff that we have. They do an amazing, amazing job. Giving them all and, a hug on Saturday. Anybody who ever has any complaints, 
go to the ECU game and then come back to me. All right. So <laughs> the, the, just... the last thing I'll say about their game day is they didn't even open up cooling stations until halftime. Like, like you really? knew, you, you knew it was an issue. Yeah. Like, wow. like they had not, they weren't prepared. Like they, they were very, very much overwhelmed. And I do feel bad for the staff that were busting their hump there and, and yeah. probably getting a lot of grief. And a lot of it wasn't their problems. Like the, you know, their the technical issues. It sounds like they probably had a lot of, um, you know, with the ticket scanning and the and the credit cards, that that might have been on the same kind of system. Who knows? Um, I mean, you couldn't even hear the the referee making calls on the microphone. Yeah, like, was my, that was on TV that too. On. That was on TV was, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 So so um so kind of jumping back into it a little bit here. So uh, we'll kind of use this tweet to kind of jump into back in this conversation. <laughs> Emeka and Mazzy tweeting out there, dang, now I see what it's like being a Pack fan with a laughing, yeah. crying uh, That is my favorite yeah. tweet ever. And that's also a great tweet of the week for sure. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I feel for Mecca for sure. So, because I'm sure he was probably sweating just like we were. Um, but kind of kind of going through it a little bit here. So, first of all, obviously huge news coming out today as Peyton Wilson was officially announced as that his MRI came back clean. So nothing major there, just a lot of soreness. And because I'll tell you this right now, I, I saw, I think it was the second drive, him come out. And uh, I was like, yeah, here we go again. Like, when like, I saw seriously. him with the ice on, I was like, crap, you've got yeah. to be kidding. This man can't catch a break. And I feel bad uh, for him. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, so glad to hear that no, there's nothing big there. And, and uh, honestly, for me, I think that we've all said this, that, I mean, with Charleston Southern, I mean, you feel pretty confident that our defense personnel, especially with Devon Betty and Jordan Poole there, that they should be able to take care of it. So, I mean, don't push them by any stretch of the measure, uh, especially for Charleston Southern. Um, and then, obviously, other piece of news, which I'll kind of add before I let uh, one of you guys jump in, is uh, obviously with Trent Penix. It came out that uh, he has a quote-unquote non-surgical related injury that's going to keep him out four to six weeks. Uh, and, uh, but, I mean, he basically tweeted out there saying that he'll be back better than ever. So definitely hoping for a quick turnaround there for that. Um, so so making uh, what was your kind of initial, uh, you know, obviously, first of all, the news about Peyton Wilson was huge for sure. I mean, as again, that guy can easily be an all-American linebacker if he could stay healthy. But that's that's just been the one issue he's had for his entire career is just injuries. That's the only issue. Yeah, I. <laughs> Honestly, my well, I'm thankful that we can still he can still play. But man, very quickly, my second thought was, and I hate to say this, but I don't know if we can count on him to be there. It, that sounds really terrible. Like he, like not that he doesn't want to be there, but when you're planning, if he's so injury prone, maybe this was just a one fluke thing. Maybe he comes back and he plays for a season. Now, just I'm being like a maybe pessimist, if you will, in this regard. But I, I really feel like you kind of you kind of you need to plan for somebody else to be ready to be the starter, if you will, at times. And then if Peyton can play, well, he should be the starting great, but whoever, I think people are saying Jalen Scott's his backup. Like he yeah. has to be ready at all times. And, like, I mean, just like any backup should be, but like he really needs to be ready. He needs to get some first string reps. A lot of times, in my opinion, um, because oh. It, it, it I will say he go ahead. he was he he ended up leading the team in tackles on Saturday. Yeah, Jalen Scott. Did. So yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. So um, was that a PFF guy you just pulled up? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But uh, that was uh, yeah. It was it was just really 
I, I really feel bad for Peyton. I mean, like he's got the, all the potential in the world. He just, I really almost feel like is this kind of, I mean, again, maybe it's just a one-time thing, but if he gets injured again, like I just don't see an NFL draft scout being like, yeah, we can take this guy in the second round or third round. I, I feel like he become the fourth, fifth, sixth round guy with high upside. And, uh, you know, I, I hate that for him because he's such, he's, he's probably the biggest draft potential defensive player we have. So um, I just think for this team, you obviously make sure he's healthy and get him healthy, but can you count on him to be there every single week, every snap? I, I kind of feel like at this point, sad to say, I don't think he can. Um, Mm -hmm. So unless he kind of slowly continues to play and shows he's not getting injured, that's good. You know, it's just, you have to be very cautious of him. And I'm kind of gl- glad they pulled him out. If he was hurt, yeah. do not yeah. screw around with him being in the game at this point. So, And you were up yeah. 21-7 in the third quarter. You kind of felt like maybe we don't really need him to play right now. You know, Jalen Scott and De- Devin Betty can fill in. But, um, yeah, so yeah, at least, at least you got a guy like Jalen Scott who can lead the team in tackles, right? So exactly think for that too. Exactly. Uh, well, and because the one other thing I'll kind of add to as well, kind of expanding outside of Peyton Wilson, is that honestly, and t- let me know if, if maybe Macon and Michael, you guys kind of heard it more maybe on the TV, but for me personally, I didn't really hear Drake Thomas and Isaiah Moore's names really come up that much at all on Saturday. I mean, they were kind of quiet, uh, oddly yeah. quiet, I guess. Well, so, I will say I'll add this. That was now I will do the plug for pro football focus stuff now because we got one of the accounts. Now I was reading through this. If you look at and you're two guys saying Drake and who were the questions you had? Isaiah Moore. Isaiah. Well, they, they actually Isaiah they Moore. I think they quietly had good games. They didn't have a lot of like a big. They didn't have play splash plays. Times. Right, but right. Drake was the your your fifth leading defender. He had a sixty eight point seven grade in the game, and Isaiah Moore was was actually lower. He had he was the eleventh best grade player um, for your team. But I think it was, uh, yeah, he Isaiah was tied for first with pressures. He had three pressures um, um, for the day, so that's that's good. Um, but beyond that, like I think he he led the team in uh, QB hurries. So he he yeah. was getting pressure on the quarterback, but he didn't have a lot of flash plays, and neither did Drake. So I was yeah. I remember there was a few times me and Mike were watching the game, and there were other guys getting tackles because of what Isaiah and Drake were doing on the field. I was kind of rewinding the play uh, back a few seconds to see who was causing the different the offensive player to go a certain direction that got a tackle for Jalen Scott or whoever. So um, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Because I mean, I, and kind of since we're talking about defense, the one glaring issue that that we had that because uh, there to me there's one glaring issue on both sides of the ball, defense wise, we didn't get a single sack on no. on defense, and especially with as much as Tony Gibson loves to uh, blitz, and especially with as great of pass rushers and as, and also to as fresh of pass rushers as we're able to have, combined with also too what we have a linebacker. You should be able to get there. Now I know in kind of their defense that that first of all, and 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 even IPS, I, I was reading one of their uh, tweets, uh, basically said that ECU had a great game plan in place mm-hmm. where it was a lot of quick action plays. So basically, it was yep. a lot of holding those, getting the ball, throwing it. Like it wasn't a lot of you know holding it for three four seconds. It was just snap it, 
toss it. It was very quick. So they didn't really give our defense a lot of time. But there were a couple of times where uh, they did. he did hold on to the ball that we weren't able to get to him. And also, too, there were probably three or four times that he also scrambled pretty much untouched and was able to mm-hmm. run for 10, 15, 20 yards. And to me, that's yeah, He just, was their leading that's, rusher. That's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I, so, I mean, obviously, great job holding down the run. I mean, we, we pretty much made Keaton yeah. Mitchell pretty much irrelevant on Saturday. Uh, but, you know, so, so Greg, I mean, and, 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 uh, Michael can jump in there, but, uh, you know, what, what's your kind of thoughts on that kind of, cause, cause my dad honestly asked me straight out of it. He was like, what was the problem with, with our D line? I was like, I, I'm, I don't really well, know. Honestly. That's what my dad and my, me, I want me and my dad were talking about it too. Yeah. It was like, and Michael, we were even like during the game, like, uh, we were getting pressure, but we yeah. weren't, we were, we couldn't get our hands on them. And, right. the, and, they, and and that's the and throwing those you know bubble screens to the side and throwing those quick passes that that deflates any sort of pass rush you have, but I that is a concern I would say if you can't get you can't get your hands on a quarterback and against a non power five opponent what does that say about your ability to get to the quarterback I think you know you you have to be able to get pushed with your three defensive linemen there but. Your linebackers are essentially acting as a lot like more of your pass rush at times. Um, right. So with Drake and um, Isaiah and uh, Peyton not you know not playing great games, uh, I mean Drake played the best game out of the three of those linebackers. It's interesting. I think you also if you go back and look too. Like again, going back to some of the stuff now that we have this data, we can look like with PFF the tackling. You heard you heard uh, Coach Doran mention his book in conference. I was surprised by this. There's one thing that's pretty interesting. Um, your worst tacklers on the team for the game besides uh, – let's see here. Yeah, I guess Tanner worst, Engel was up there. Yeah. Tanner Engel was uh, was your was, was your third lowest. Do you know who the other bad. two were? Because we're talking defensive line. Do you know the other two were? Defensive line? Drake, uh, oh, defensive line? Stavion? Well, I said – no, I said you – know you know the other two were – Well, oh. uh, Aunt Durden was one. Durden was mm-hmm. your lowest. Yeah, and, and Drake. Then, or I think I think it's your lowest. Yeah, Durden was your lowest, and Davin Van. Yep. So your two star starting uh, defensive ends, if you will, I think, or did unless um maybe maybe Davin no, no, Durden. Durden, your two your two defensive. Uh, okay, so your defensive and different tackle. Poor tackling. Tanner Engel. Poor tackling. Um, and then so other guy, other guys who are really low scores. Jalen Scott, C.J. Clark, defensive lineman. Isaiah Moore, really bad tackling grade. Um. So, yep. it, that, it, that your best tackle on the defensive line was Savion Jackson. So, yeah. um, that number nine. I mean, it's just, it's just, um, it, it, they were talking about it, and the data is there to show it that they, they, they didn't play well, especially your leaders, Corey Durden, Tanner Engel, not playing, CJ Clark, Isaiah Moore at poor tackling. That's not, that's not good. And, uh, Doran said they should have tackled maybe more in preseason stuff. So, now I will go ahead, and uh, my mom asked a question of: Did NC State have sacks last year? I'm thinking no. I mean, I would say sacks wise, we didn't have. We had more, like for sure. We, 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 yeah, we yeah, were yeah, definitely. We had, yeah, we, we were did. definitely. We Levi effective. Jones. Levi Jones was all about pass six, rush, right? Yeah. He had six yeah. last year. Yeah, Peyton Wilson, all by himself. Peyton Wilson had a lot. Um, yeah. Corey Corey so, Durden had a fan. few. I, mean, I, I think the Clemson yeah. game. Corey Durden had a few. Yeah, we yeah, just, had, we just weren't necessarily popping up. 
we weren't necessarily popping off the charts, but we were definitely effective pass rushing. But I do want to go ahead and touch on Ben's, <coughs> Benjamin Orman's uh, uh, thought yeah, about poor secondary this. play. So the first thing which I'll go ahead and say to you, Benjamin, first of all, is that our offense did really help out our defense for the most part. Our defense gave offense opportunities to make make something happen. I mean, again, second play of the game, we freaking intercept the ball. You know, we should have immediately right there gone down, score a touchdown, and then the game's in our hands probably for the rest of the game. But our deep offense goes three and out. And yeah. then that's and that was, that was pretty much the story of the game. Our defense was giving our offense opportunities, but our offense couldn't do anything. And then our mm-hmm. offense was putting, you know, uh, our defense in, in a quick chain situation, such as with the Jordan Houston fumble at the goal line. And, uh, you know, with Devin Leary's interception that, you know, defense had to jump in on. So, so I'm, I mean, so our secondary made plays. Now, again, Holton Aylers had a, I'll say this right now to you. Holton Aylers had a heck of a game. He had a heck of a game. Now, I mean, yeah. do I think that he's uberly talented? I think no. he's from Greenville I, I, too, right? He's, he's he born racing. Dad's a PA caller on the games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying. Because they said it every bro- every second they could. I get yeah. you. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. We so, all missed that. Well, I rewatched it. And he so. turned out a bunch of offers to play to East U, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did. So. And keep in mind too that I'm saying in terms of what my expectations were, for the most part, he did he did overall a good enough job to get it done. Now, obviously, the two interceptions and the one thing which I kept on saying to everybody around me, which is that he just doesn't throw the ball with a lot of power. Whenever he throws yeah. deep, it sits in the air forever. Floats, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so so uh so again, I just don't really know talent-wise throwing the ball what's there, but I mean again, I mean he was able to put together some drives, you know, and so uh you know, so I, that's one thing I'll say. I'm, Can I talk about the deep back? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I like Macon was saying I or Leighton. I'm not sure which one you brought it up, but I think ECU had a had a good game plan getting the quick passes because mm-hmm. you know I, I mean with our with the three three five we run a lot of the pass rush does come from the linebackers, linebackers blitzing, and he was Ailers was getting the ball out in like under three seconds on most of those plays. They were doing quick slants and like curl routes right right to the middle of the field where the linebackers were like vacating yep. to come rush and, and credit to them. It was a good strategy. Yep. You know, I'm Greg. looking here. Sorry. I was here. Uh, Holton Ailers mm-hmm. was their most effective rusher this game. He was the highest graded player on PFF. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that just goes and tells you there we, overall off, you know, total offense. He was your highest player too. So, but mostly it came from his ability to run. And, and we should have sacked him a couple times and where he did get some runs off. But again, that's where mm-hmm. those few missed tackles come into play. Yeah, go ahead, Greg. I, I know you said yeah. You I just want to talk about so the, go ahead. Yeah, the defensive backs. If you if you look at the whole the whole picture, right? Like we didn't get the pressure on the quarterback, and with Tony Gibson's defense, we've said it. He brings those linebackers, and you're leaving those those deep defensive backs on island. So with all yeah. that being said, I thought they did a really good job. Um, I thought Aiden White did a, a phenomenal job. Uh, he had three pass breakups. Um, Tanner Engel had a nice couple pass pass breakups where, where he was hitting through contact. Uh, Shaheen battle with the interception and then that one run stop um, where he blew up both himself and the uh, wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so so given given all of that, I thought the defensive backs held up really well. Yeah. Um, they they threw for almost 270 yards, but most of that was in the fourth quarter when they had to throw the ball and they pretty yeah. much had, had abandoned the run. That's a good point. And we weren't just we weren't just getting to the quarterback. I think if you get to the quarterback, that gets better. 
um, with the one exception on the first touchdown to um, East for East Carolina, where uh, Derek Pitts blew coverage. Um, I, I thought our defensive backs played really well. And mm-hmm. I like this too. To go along with what you're saying, Greg. Again, going back to some of these stats here. Four of your six best defensive players yep. overall this game were DBs. You got yep. you got uh, Baker Williams, uh, Fagan, Battle, and Pierre Lewis. So mm-hmm. I mean, those didn't are your... he get? Didn't Tyler get the other interception, or was it Aiden? Tyler was thought was the second snap. Yeah, the second yeah. snap yeah. interception. Second, uh, yeah, yeah, and then Shane got the second one. Okay, got it. Uh, and uh, quick side note, real quick, it's the end of the first quarter for Clemson, Georgia Tech, and it's zero yep. zero. Clemson yeah. has so, not gone. Come on, Yellow Jackets. <laughs> Clemson really has not looked good on offense. A Georgia Tech win would really be big. Oh, but would it go? Oh, be... well, here's a... I... Yeah, it would for NC State. It would for NC well, State. For NC State, it would State not for the ACC. Not for the ACC. No, not, correct, for, correct, uh, correct. Especially with the way we looked on Saturday. But we're selfish. Let it be better well, for us. <laughs> what, and I'll just say this one thing before, and again, we'll move back to ECU here, but uh, – Clemson's first uh, first possession, three and out. Clemson's second possession, four plays, fumble. Their third possession, yep. three plays, negative six yards, three and out, punch. Jeez. So, DJ's I'm just saying. Garbage. I'm just Warm saying. Warm up the backup. So. Hey, right. and I'm telling you right now, so people, I know people are going to say that like, it's going to be very quick. They're going to be calling for Cade Klubnick to be the starter at oh, some point yeah. if DJ – but. He might because he was a five-star quarterback. State recruited him. He committed very quickly to Clemson, though. When he yeah. he obviously he wanted that offer, um, but he's I don't know if he's he's really he's really thin. He doesn't have the 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 muscle mass, in my opinion, yet to really be there. But granted, Lamar Jackson didn't either. But Lamar Jackson was a really special guy. It's just a totally yeah. different athlete. So. It, you, muscle mass and all that does not necessarily need to be there. But when you're struggling. And your your true freshman quarterback, I'll be concerned. The offensive line better play elite if he's going. They're going to play him right. at all. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So so I think uh, and kind of jumping back uh, to ECU. Uh, you know. Yeah. Let's get back there. Yeah. Get back there. <laughs> so obviously, I think defense aside, I, the one thing which I, again, I just kind of wrap up the defense in the bubble is that. I don't think anybody should have a worry about defense whatsoever. You know, Tony Gibson, these guys are going to get figured yeah. out. You know, yeah. Tanner Engel is, is has not been able to sleep at night. Uh, you know, with how he played and the opportunities that he missed. So you know, he's going to bounce back, and you know, they're going to actually put the hammer on Charleston Southern. Yeah. Well, so, I want to give some tidbits here again. Like the, the worst part of it, you look at the stats on Pro Football Focus, tackling's the worst thing we did this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we just fixed that, yeah. like. Your starters, you're going to be playing better defensively. I think what's interesting also with pass rush, um, as a highlight, that was a question we had coming into the season, and I think it still is. Um, but you know, in a positive way, the one player who led the team in pass rush grade, you want to guess who it was? Tyler Baker Williams, like in pass rush. Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be it's in, more of an obvious answer to a degree. It's it's but it's it's Probably Devin Durden. Van. He actually Devin Van was Devin Van. so as a young guy getting his first start, he led the team in pass rush. Now you didn't really see it; you got pressure there, but you didn't get see you didn't yeah. see that. So um, get hands on him. And then yeah, I'm curious. I want to ask this too before we move away. If if we are going to move away from this game, uh, well, just well, from defense to offense. Okay, so okay, well then you can go to offense. Then I'll switch over. I was wanted, I was going okay. to at some point if we could talk about what you guys thought were the positives overall from the game. What you thought the yeah. negatives yeah. overall? We're kind yeah. of talking oh, about yeah, it now, no, but 
Well, we'll get there. We haven't talked about Devin Leary yet, which I definitely want to talk about him <laughs> and uh, Demi Sumo for sure. Um, but I do want to bring up too, uh, to you know, I want to make sure to bring up uh, uh, comments here. So Southern Family says, every single long-term state fan knew this would be a hard-earned win regardless. Bandwagon, Fairweather, probably said, oh, look at this roster, et cetera, et cetera. Even if we won by 80, it's still 1-0. And yeah, I mean, like all, all, all the UC fans are all heckling around us, I'm sure, with you, Kans and Greg as well, saying, number 13, y'all ain't number 13, y'all are sorry. And Blah blah. It's like whatever, guys. Whatever. We're we're winding When does the new poll come out tomorrow? Tomorrow? Because tomorrow. Because of the Monday game. Because of the Monday game. It usually yeah, comes tomorrow. out on Sundays. That's yeah. what I thought, or whatever. But it's all right. so so real quick, and just by a finger up or finger down, does anybody think that we're going that we're going up the charts? Twenty four seven Sports said that. I was like, what? I mean, we I won. Uh, yeah, I think we so. Won, I mean, maybe like, we go to twelve. Maybe we go to twelve. But yeah, we move up one. I'm thinking like I'm thinking fifteen is fair. Yeah, I'm with Layton. I think, I think it's like I think they're going to shift. I think the bit. You know, I think the biggest <laughs> jump is going to be is Florida. I think Florida's going to be the biggest jump. Yeah, um, yeah they're not even ranked right now. Ranked. No, um, Florida State. Did they get? Do they get a bump? They're two and zero. They beat LSU. Mm, that's LSU not a good LSU ranked. team. Right, yeah, so, um, but um, man, but I mean, like, but who else? Who else? Who, else, who have other teams gotten two and zero and beaten? A, I mean, I get they're not ranked, but well, that's kind of but, beside the point. Yeah, I but I, I just want to kind of get kind of get a thought on. I think it's on fifteen, that, but, sixteen. With the, what you'll see stayed at. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, think I find we it odd that. punishing a team that actually won on the road week one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, I get so, it. I get it. We didn't we didn't convince anybody, so. Well, and especially because there was over 50 games that happened just Saturday alone, and only 11 of them the away team won. So, right. You know, I mean, you, you you didn't score a single point in the second half, and you still won. Granted, mm-hmm. a lot of it was luck, but sure. uh, sometimes you need luck. But, so, amen. Sometimes amen it's better to be lucky than good. Amen. <laughs> all that. Amen. Um, so, so, yeah, kind of jumping over here. So, uh, Wanted to kind of uh, bring in actually Greg Roberts' uh, comments saying, I hope coaches aren't trying to make Leary a game manager. Leary needs to throw 40 time plus times a game. That's uh, yeah, well, and again, I think that um, I was doing that at your mom, at Kathy's uh, comment there. What? That was crazy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think we jumped down to 24. That's, that's a little excessive for <laughs> when on the road. So, yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, but it was probably it's about it was probably the, that UNC pollster guy that probably had us at twenty four. Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I did I, I did see that that your mom was at a brewery earlier, so I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So obviously, we got to talk about you know the offense side. So kind of talking about Devin Leary here first. So I know that you and I making we're talking after the game, and statistically, Leary didn't have a terrible game. But from watching it and from what we know of Devin Leary in terms of how good he can be right. and the throws he can make, he was nowhere close to that. He no. was way off from his normal self, no. way off. And, I mean, there's there's many different examples I can bring up, but the one in particular is the last offensive drive that we had. It was like a second and 15, and Keon Lissane did a 15-yard out uh, towards the ECU sideline. And Keon ran a beautiful route. So he was literally all by himself, mm-hmm. had the perfect spot open, and definitely way overthrew it. And it's like you've hit that route a million times just at NC State alone. And yeah. and especially in that moment, we need you just 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 hit that. Hit that. We get a first down, yeah. we could run another minute and a half off the clock. Like, you yeah. know, so 
that was the, that was so frustrating to me honestly that, that was the throw he had a problem with all day was that out right from from one hash mm-hmm. to the other hash on the other mm-hmm. side like he he was all over he was short he was long he was wide i mean he only thing well, he didn't do was hit the mascot um but like the thing that i oh, the thing that i uh think is i know this isn't an excuse but that was i didn't realize i always forget that was his first game in greenville so yeah I mean, that well, was his I mean, first. I get it. Yeah, I get that. Too. No, That's I like... get it completely. But it's like, I mean, look at you, Ken's. You're so good. I gotta back my quarterback, <laughs> especially because he watches this show. That's my, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. No, I, yeah. but I think I think what Layton said was was the key. It's <laughs> it's we know how good he can be. So like, and should be that. Yeah, and should be, and it, and yeah, he didn't have a terrible game, but no, we expected more out. But but he he forced stuff that he usually never had. I mean, again that right. that interception throw to Thayer, there is yeah. zero yeah. reason, zero. zero reason in that situation. You force that throw, zero that, that, reasons. That cornerback sat on that route like I mean he was just Easily. there and he just jumped it. I mean he was well, he was that was a bait like he baited see, him and short, then yeah. Larry took the yeah, Larry took the bait on that. Yeah. Here's my thought with that too. I was showing Michael like early on in the game. What I didn't I was not impressed with. Um, was Leary was looking down his receiver for two or three seconds mm-hmm. where he threw the ball. I'm like, that is not going to get it done, man. You got you can't no. hold your eyes there. I'm throwing to you. Be ready. Here it comes. Boom. Oh shoot, it's incomplete. You can't you can't do that. And um it's probably what's going through Leary's head. Like, Here it comes, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But uh no, I you could tell there were some plays I know it was one of those like you know five, ten yards out and he's looking the receiver down, holds his eyes there for like two or three seconds, he throws it and it's a breakout. I think it was to Carter that particular. Um, mm-hmm. So not great, but I mean, Leary. I'm trying to look at the stats he'll of the game. He fine. Yeah, he, he'll be fine. But you're right. I thought the comment that he'll be fine. Doran making them a game manager. It did seem like to me, if you look overall, take a step back at the how the state played. It seemed like state tried to be really conservative this game. Like they really tried to run the ball well when you like they. I mean, to me, it was they thought we're just the better team. We can run this and kind of be make Leary a game manager this game and win this. Uh, It didn't come off like we're going to just, you know, showcase Leary here. And it definitely was not that. So um, I I would also be I'd also be curious to see how much of the playbook we were working with, too. Right. Because, you know, you always hear about that. But I don't know if that's a thing in college, if you don't want to open the playbook up too much. I think it is. I don't. Yeah, I think there's some I think there's some truth to it. And coach even talked about it today about the goal line. You know, we had like eight or nine plays down there. He goes, look, we just ran out of plays. We, the teams don't have that. <laughs> yeah, many that's plays a good, that was a good point he made. That was a good point he yeah. made because those, those, yeah. those refs screwed them over. Yeah, that's not even talking about that. Like the timeout, the play had already started. Um, and he was in like the end two zone. Times, yeah. I was like, what are we, yeah. what are we doing here? We're, we're moving the ball like mm-hmm. it, it was a mess. Like, oh, that that moving the ball in the middle of the field, like right, half the yard, actually already mistakes. I was like, what? I I don't understand how they just let that go. It's like everybody just yeah. kept going like it was nothing. Nobody's talking yeah. about that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But but go ahead, Greg. I, and then I know I was just gonna go two other things. One, uh, I think do. Uh, Demi Sumo was in the end zone. Um, obviously, there just wasn't a there wasn't a video that showed or you know a, a angle that angle. showed it. Yeah. yeah, his his legs were up and his arms were like his forearms were over the goal line. And so unless he's holding the football behind his arm, like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a touchdown. 
And then I, I, I honestly, and not to be a homer, I think Jordan was down for his fumble. Um, again, I don't think there was an angle. Um, his legs weren't down, but I thought maybe his forearm or elbow was down before the ball came out. But again, yeah, we we, we didn't get an angle on that 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 showed that definitively. So, um, I know we 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 had those two trips down at the goal line and came up with no points. Um, and maybe that's something we should talk about too. About you know, do you kick the field goal or do you impose yeah. your will and I, I like Coach Dorn's comments today uh, with with regard to that. I thought, by the way, I thought Coach Dorn had great great answers for all of the, all the stuff yes. and everything. Reasoning of why everything why he why he thought about what he thought. Um, and and he was like straight up. He goes, "Look, those are my guys. I'm riding or die. You know, like if if you tell me you go get a yard, go get that yard." Um, yeah, I did like what he right. said. He's like, yeah. they owe me one now. Like they owe yeah. me. Yeah, one. I, I, I did. Here's my thing. I told. They I told do. They my, do. My, my, I was talking again to my dad about it, and it was like he was really frustrated. We couldn't do that. Like, why? There's a lot. And a lot of state fans are saying that we should. They, we should have kicked the field goal there. But if you're NC State and you really believe you're 13th in the country, and you're up against ECU, you're. They had that stat that came out before the game that the average weight difference between the offensive line of state mm-hmm. and the defensive line ECU was 50 pounds. Like we're talking yep. 310, 315 to 260, 265 for. ECU and you if you're the better team just go run it down their throat don't get cute right. with it I still don't understand yeah. the shotgun call oh and the, uh, the fourth down but <laughs> but I mean I mean I guess Tim you saw but ECU did it too ECU was doing the same yeah, thing L- Florida State and LSU did it last night people yeah. do it I get just, it but just how. if you yeah. really think you're the better team it should be a mental yeah. thing just go and just go run it down their throat yeah. so yeah. man on man just I, just go and and on that I will say you know, Doran chose to go for it to, and then trusted his defense, if we didn't get it, to stop them from going 99 yards, which we didn't get yeah. it. And then yeah. ECU, I think a lot of people forget, turned it over on downs right after they got the back. We got the ball back, but right. then Leary threw a pick two plays later. So, And yeah, then right. they scored after that. So, yeah, I mean, it worked one. out exactly what, like how it should have. Yep. It just was unfortunate. We turned it right back over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of those stops too. They ended up putting, and that's where Thayer got the nice, the nice return. But um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. When Coach was talking, it was like, hey, there was still ten minutes left. There's a, there is a big difference between mm-hmm. ten and fourteen. Fourteen, mm-hmm. they got to go get two touchdowns. With ten, they can get a touchdown and a field goal. It's much easier to get that field goal. Well. Hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, but yeah, um, you know, <laughs> it, 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 you know, yeah. you know, analytics wise, it's like okay, you know, you only got to go so many yards to be able to get a field goal, whereas mm-hmm. you got to go the length of the field for the touchdown. So, uh, with ten minutes left, uh, I, I think that is the right call. I agree. Now, the one thing which you did say, Greg, uh, which I do have to agree on, was that Demi Sumo was electric. And speaking of electric, I want to take a quick second yeah. here and give a shout out to our brand new Tuffy Talk live stream sponsor, Darby Electric, uh, which is a veteran owned company and they specialize in residential work. But that's not all. They also build electrical, uh, sorry, electrical, electric vehicle chargers, do a ton of remodel work, commercial work and many other small, small projects. Even though the Triangle is their primary service area, they are capable of expanding that boundary. So make sure to check them out at their website, DarbyElectricLLC.com. Uh, find them on Instagram or Facebook or give them a call at 919-339-0062, which they are available for your call 24 hours a day. So make sure to go and check them out, y'all. But uh, thank you for, for Darby Electric for joining on here as a sponsor. Yeah. Really do appreciate it. Make sure to go check them out, y'all. So, uh, but yes. Uh, I'm so- just here for the uh, Ashlyn Smith and Kathy Smith score updates. <laughs> right? yeah, my, my, my wife and my mom are coming in clutch right now. No. Uh, yeah. Now, 
the one thing which I will say, so basically what happened real quick is that uh, uh, George Tech uh, got a punt blocked, and then uh, Clemson had the ball in the three-yard line, yeah. and it took them four plays to get in the end zone. So mm-hmm. interesting one there for sure. <laughs> yeah, sounds very similar. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> jumping back in, Demi Sumo. So first thing I do want to say is that – first thing I want to say real quick is that – Slimey George- shark. Slimey shark. Man. Slimey, Slimey shark. Slimey shark. shark. Slimey shark. <laughs> um, but – I do want to say though, in Jordan Houston's favor, besides the fumble, I wasn't necessarily like like I thought he was solid. You know, I, I think yeah. he made some plays. I think you know he ran the ball well. I do think ran that hard. Tim Beck needs to rethink a little bit and maybe stay away from using Houston as kind of the between the tackles guy. Use him as the swing out quick screen guy or the toss guy, like get him outside. Just he's just not really ground and pound down the middle guy. So maybe we can maybe use more sumo being that between tackles guy. Um, so I, I just want to kind of say that real quick because everybody's going to talk about Demi Sumo, but Jordan Houston is still a solid running back for us. I do not want us to forget about him whatsoever. But, but yeah. I know Megan, you you love Demi. I know you probably got some PFF statistics there in front of you. Uh, <laughs> but, but, I I was I mean I I go back to all the things I was seeing on Pack Pride inside Pack Sports and their interviews with coaches and all that, and like I have never heard this kind of hype or talk consistently coming around for one guy and you saw it and it was like game one he's already i mean like he looks like the starter he does not he's rb1 in my opinion and you've already saw the depth chart come out i think they're doing out of respect for jordan and also not recognizing it's only been one game for demi sumo one game but it's like he and he he needs to be at least an or on the depth chart and he was he is now yeah Yeah. right so michael i I mean yeah, I think there's I think there's plenty of room in the offense for both of them. Um, yeah. They both average over four yards a carry, so that's solid. Um, you know, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I'm excited to see what Sumo can do, though. Yeah, My, I, I if, if I had to if, if there was betting odds in Vegas on who's the ends at the starter by Clemson, oh. I think it's going to be Demi. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, it's that's, not. That's not even, like, I will go pick it money. outside. I will go pick it outside the uh, window, Murphy's, yeah. and be like, "We want sumo. We. I'll dress <laughs> yeah. in a sumo suit for the game. I'll get one of those Durham Bulls sumo suits and just yeah, go, go to the uh, Clemson game or Car family. Yeah. yeah. So, but um. And again, that's nothing against Jordan. I mean, he, he, you know, like you said, Michael, they're both averaging over four yards. I'll take that any day of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just one's a little bit, a little bit, a little bit more explosive, <laughs> I think, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, no. and, 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 like, it could be the one two punch that we had last year with Knight and, and yeah. Ricky. I mean, it can be yes. that. I just yeah. think when you're looking at depth chart and you had a thing going into the season where you're concerned about the run game, hello, like he there looks really good. So yeah, yeah. I think the and, one and, thing that's separating them right now, sorry, Michael, I'll, um, I'll, 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 I'll see here in a second is the, that Houston's better at pass blocking. If Demi can <laughs> yeah. get that up, I think that will, that will be the, what flips them from one and two. That's but, actually ahead, not a pro football focus says, but I'll, but I get you. He's got the maturity. It, they gave, they gave Demi a better pro uh, pass, pass block rate. Good. He, he actually he had I think he was like ranked uh seventh on the team so for this game yeah which by the way I'm really enjoying these stats so <laughs> you're uh, a stat guy so we were talking crazy. another concern about offense we were talking about uh tackles do you know who had the best uh or offense like you know you had the best pass blocking grade on the entire I'm team say Tim McKay Anthony 
Belton. Anthony Belton. Let's and go. Think, and, and he had, and he, he had, the, really well. I believe, yeah, he was your, um, well, I, no, he was your yep. second highest rated uh, offensive so lineman behind the ball. But pass blocking, he was the highest grade offensive lineman. So to me, game one, there's your answer there. Him and Zavala, that they played yep. really well. Um, yep. So, and then yes, Doran also highlighted Tim McKay, and I want to leave that out. Tim mm-hmm. McKay did a really good game too. He was graded really well, but yeah. So I want to shout out Hannah. She found a sumo suit. So yeah, hey. quick. We could all wear it to homecoming. <laughs> just, just get like paint like a red zero, a red zero on, zero it. on it. Yeah, love it. Wear it for homecoming. I'll do it. Awesome. Hey, I will say when it gets late in the season, that actually might be smart. Cooler, it'll be warm. Yeah, it'll yeah. Be yeah so our wolf warm. onesies, our wolf onesies were so warm. Um, but you know, just to kind of wrap it up though. So uh, you know, uh, obviously, like wide receiver wise. I think pretty much where my head is at is really just kind of no comment really at this time. I mean, Devin Carter, he didn't really stand out per se. Thayer looked fine. Daryl Jones got some in there, you know? So like, to me, it's like no real answers at this time. Like, you know, everybody was just kind of so-so really. Some of that's the product of the quarterback too, though. Quarterback play, you know, right. And the the play calling. I mean, yes. Yes. We talk special teams. I'm I'm really not worried about, about the passing. I mean, Yes, it was rough, but yeah, it, they'll figure it out. We're, we're going to bounce back against Charleston Southern, y'all. Don't worry, seriously. Yeah. We're, we're going to we're we're, we're going to hang some some on. Them, well, we sure. better. It's Charleston Southern. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be good. Um, but yeah, no. Quick, quickly here. Special teams. Yes. Well, so what was the stat now? Is it like seven straight five in a row? Games? Five in five a row. Games. Five games five in a row with the, with a special teams touchdown. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. That's a, so. that's an that's an incredible stat. Frank yeah. Beamer will be proud for us. Yeah. 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 Beamer ball, baby. Beamer <laughs> that, ball. That's a really good. That's a really good stat. And I saw another Google one, ball. Top, not special teams related, but this is going back to the, we've talked about the rankings. Someone, uh, Jack R underscore NC on Twitter had a, how many, I don't know the number here of how many actually traveled. And, but he said, how many top 20 teams went on the road and won this weekend? Two. We might be the only one. One. Houston. Wow. A one NC other. State. Yeah. yeah, no, no. How many top yeah. twenty teams went on the road and won this weekend? One yeah. NC State. So yeah, I mean, I'm, BYU both did their top twenty five. But yeah. yeah, and I would say, well, I try to figure out well who actually went on the road. But you know, Utah was one I can think off the top of my head. Yeah, but um, they lost. yeah. So well, a lot of that, those teams also start their start their season at home. You know, your 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 really good teams usually end up either a neutral yeah. side or a home game. So but, how it works? Put the points. Sure. Put the points made. But special but, teams. Let's go. But but it, it was yeah, funny too. I, yeah. I saw I saw one poll that already came out that had Clemson at ten, which I'm like, they didn't even play yet. But anyway, so uh, but yeah, no special teams. Special teams were great, man. Sean Brown, uh, you've heard some comments about Sean Doran and some other guys Brown. commenting on him. Uh, he had a really big tackle or block on one return and then recover yeah, the ball. But hey, Previllian is a guy who's been buried on the depth chart, and he had a really that block was great. Yeah, that'll get you more playing time and highlights there, man. And I think he's the third string wide receiver, but Mm -hmm. that's a really that's a really great play there. Um, I mean, so it technically ended up winning us the game because that was extra extra seven points. True. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought they did. I thought they had a lot of good movement on the uh, on the line before that. Maybe caused a little confusion, um, and then it took like the punter a week to get out, get it off. But I guess he's thirty, and maybe he had some hip issues, and you know, was going a little slow. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So again, special teams. But the one thing beautiful. we need to work on is punting. Hang time on those punts. 
Yeah. 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 It it, it seemed like he got better as the game went on. The first couple were not great, but then they downed one. They downed one at the one. So my 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 concern was more with kickoffs. Uh, I know they had Colin Smith kicking it off, and um, there's that pooch kick he had. That was a short, shallow kick to end going into halftime. That was on. That was intentional. But like the opening kick was like five yard line. I was like, yeah. 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 Now he it kind of hung there and it bounced, and that you know made up for the time it took to get there. But that was to me the bigger concern. Um, I think he put one in the end zone though, right? He, he did put, one. I think he put one. Did he? One. he put one in. Did I think he, he put one, one in. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. All right. But, I, but, I think. but again, a lot of it too comes down to that. We've been very spoiled for sure for the last few years, again. obviously with AJ Cole and Trenton Gill for sure. So, but I think that Shane Madonna did, did, did a fine serviceable, serviceable job. Yeah. yeah serviceable. Very serviceable job. So, uh, you know, definitely just got to give him more time again. First game, see how it goes. And then we'll go from there. But yeah, definitely. I agree with you though. Making on the kickoffs for sure. Just, need to either if you can't get in the end zone give me a little bit more hang time or get through that brights like get it get it out of here so um so we'll kind of see what that but uh making you kind of brought up there um you know about about 20 minutes ago kind of want to kind of wrap this up and kind of talk about the overall positives uh you know here and you know i think first of all i want to bring up barstool pack here's uh tweet saying we've lost in the opposite spot so many times and we've been miserable celebrate this one we deserve it Mm-hmm. And to me, That's I'm like, way to amen, wrap it up. amen, amen. At the, at the end of the day, I mean, how many times have have we been in the opposite situation where we were the better team? South I mean, Carolina and Clemson. South yeah. Carolina Clemson. I mean, we were the better team. I mean, that South Carolina uh, Chick-fil-A kickoff game, we were statistically dominating them in every single facet of that game, but just didn't win. Clemson 2016, we dominated that game, and we just we weren't able to pull it out. So, again, it, it's just like, you know – to me, it was one of those games which I'm happy we we, we are one to know. It's nice. It's nice for a change, and it's payback for all, everything that happened in you know in previous times. <laughs> so, like at the end of the season, after we play Carolina, no one's gonna remember that we eked out this game. Correct. They're right. gonna look back. I mean, and go, some oh, state fans like we will, but like the majority yeah. won't. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. we're cursed with but- <laughs> in our minds. <laughs> well, they're just insufferable. Like that's more yeah. like what it is. No. Yeah, no. But- it was a. I'm just thankful we got the win. Like Doran said, don't apologize for winning. Um, you know, he made a comment I thought was a really good perspective too. After week one, half the teams in the country have a loss, and you're mm-hmm. not on that list. And you went on the road, and that other stat that guy mm-hmm. just tweeted out it's only if you know the top 20 teams that went on the road this week and won. It's only one of them, and it was NC State. So there are others who could have lost, and we 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 you could argue we should have lost maybe that game. Um, I would kind of argue we probably, probably. shouldn't have. We should have made it yeah. more convincing of a win. Probably the, yeah. the more legitimate argument, but yeah, very thankful. And I'd rather day- had that reality check there than in an ACC game. True. Right. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, and- if your goal is to get the national championship, you're still alive for that. Exactly. You can't necessarily say the same for for Utah now because they were a dark horse darling to make it. They're they were kind of the same conversation as NC mm-hmm. State a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Michael, yeah. all your goals you- are still intact. Yeah, I mean, you could you could make the argument that that kind of win is is better than if we had gone in there and and blown them out because now you know mm-hmm. what you need to work on and fix, um, especially on offense. And but you still have a win, so. Yep. Yep. And also, too, not yep. many injuries. I mean, obviously losing Trent Penix is you know hurts for sure, but it could have been worse. You know, he's he going to come back. 
He's going to be back. back. He's going to be back yeah. once we really get toward the meat of our schedule. Um, You're going to need uh, him the most, actually. Yeah, I think he's going to be a big piece for sure. But I think, Which, uh, I think side was, note, by the way, how weird is it that ECU is celebrating this win like they this loss like they <laughs> yeah. are? I know. That wallpaper yeah. scene. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So I want to answer the play. Owen Gaffer for going to class tomorrow. Yeah. I've been thinking he's about having the Kyle thing. Bambard effect, maybe. Yeah. I feel yeah. so bad for him. Um, I'm going to say this to your point, Layton. What I think are pauses, I think you know you've got a running game, but eyeball test, Demi Sumo's yeah. the guy. Um, I think even eyeball content, uh, eyeball um, observations you got there is the offensive line. Anthony Bell and those guys did really well. The numbers back that up too. Um, I think the struggles you have in offense, like if we're if we're going to play like that offensively, we need we're not going to have the eleven one season like most of us thought we would have. It's probably going to be more like a. Yep. You 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 might not win a lot Nine of games. I mean, I tell you what, Syracuse Syracuse looked really good Syracuse the other night, guys. You could like, be and you could be Louisville right now. Holy you smokes! You could be Louisville. Like they looked, they I Dang. thought they were going to be the dark horse team for the Atlantic, and maybe nope. they will be, but like nope. they looked ugly. They looked <laughs> ugly. And and Garrett Schrader again for Syracuse looked like a better passer. You've got um, Florida Tucker, State baby. looked sort Florida, Florida State, State looks looked much so better. Good. Um. You know they choke. Yeah, I'm not convinced on LSU. End, though. I'm not not convinced on LSU. Yeah, so, so in a rebuild. But, there's a reason yeah. why you fire your coach. Well, yeah, and, and definitely Brian Kelly is making some not so uh, rec- not so recommended comments that he's been making in, in press conferences. <laughs> if so, I can leave my but, my one positive, go for is it. that you you went into that environment first game, you made the mistakes, you went through the adversity. You, you know, you played in front of a hostile crowd, didn't play your best, and still know that you can come away with a win. So, like, right. good teams amen. do that. that yeah, good teams find a way. Good, good teams just yeah. find a way. It, it, and you know. I think that that prepares us better for Clemson. We're coming home for three weeks, mm-hmm. and then we're going to turn around and go back to an environment that's insane. So, I think that that yeah. ECU win definitely helps with that. I agree. Yeah, they're they're out and- for blood. And I, I will rec- uh, combine that with also to the fact that I think we're getting a little bit of a confirmation that maybe Clemson is maybe very similar to what they were last year. It's like, okay, that's, that's, that's good to know. Yeah, um, you, you should like, perk, it, it should perk everybody in the ACC's antennas up right now. It'd be, it'd be like, they were down last year. Maybe this year is, they're not playing so great. You know, unless mm. Kate is really the real deal for Clemson. There is a crack in the door here. We can we can take advantage of for the rest of the Atlantic. Yeah, and of course they and score TD right as right as soon as we say that. <laughs> but I mean, everyone but, remember this is Georgia Tech. And also, it's the end of the first half. It's about to be fourteen nothing. Like you know, it's not like Clemson's beating them thirty five nothing at halftime. Like they would like be so. like previous years. And 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 DJ's only thrown for sixty nine uh, seventy nine yards. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, but want to kind of come, touch on a couple other things here, which because again, there there has been go- some other stuff going on in state sports besides this game. So, one <laughs> touch base on them. What are you crazy? <laughs> they all you know. shut off and fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a couple things real quick. Obviously, want to give a qu- huge shout out to our women's yes. soccer team that uh, started out this week ranked number nineteen uh, in the country. Which again is, I mean, huge, 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 huge jump, huge, huge jump. Than yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, too, I mean, the fact that, again, now you're this is another team that is right there in the top 25 and probably will be consistently in the top 25 for years to come, if in my opinion. Um, 
And you add that with, yep. you know, cross country has been killing it. Baseball, mm-hmm. that's, that's been flirting with it. Women's basketball, football, like, you know, that, that's another team right there that is competing in the top 25 and competing tennis. against the best teams in, 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 in the ACC. Tennis. So, yep. And tennis too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The, the women's soccer just lost their first game of the season yesterday. So they're 4-1-1 one one on the season now. I'll say, side note, go back to tennis, women's tennis. They just got like a – High major high. commit, like mm-hmm. cream of the crop tennis recruit globally, yeah, nationally, whatever it is. Yeah, just globally. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, having the season like we did, winning it, winning it in doubles, that's hopefully going to really pay off for us here in the next little bit. Doesn't hurt. Tennis. Doesn't Absolutely. Hurt. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so now moving on to baseball. Also, too, this is also a big piece, uh, mm. big announcement, too, is uh, the announcement of uh, uh, Anderson Nancy uh, announcing his commitment. Uh, 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 so now NC State has four of the top five recruits from the state of North Carolina uh, in the class of 2024. So it's it's clear that Avent and uh, Coach Hart are continuing to do to dominate on the recruiting trail. And I'm sure that obviously with all of the uh, upgrades that are going on right now at, at Dale, I'm sure that's probably playing into their hands mm-hmm. as well, saying that you guys are going to get here right when really all of these changes are really going in place. So uh, again, it's, it's just, it's just great to see that I, I, I've, you know, obviously heard a lot of good things too from Justin cook. He always loves to <laughs> keep us in the loop of how baseball is looking and what the Dale. Uh, uh, Doke. Sorry, Doke. Sorry. God, Doke. Uh, Doke renovations are looking like uh, so uh, you know it's it's good to see that baseball is continuing to kind of feel like take that step up a little bit here um, and then the last thing that I want to bring up as well uh, was uh, this uh, uh, tweet from about uh, Carlos Rodon uh, who has now has nine double digit strikeout games in a single season uh, for the San, San Francisco it. Giants so That's he crazy. has been dominating, and not only just this season, but last season as well. I mean, again, this is a guy that was just on the struggle bus when it came to injuries, but then all of a sudden, now he's had two healthy seasons in a row. Man, he's been dominant. dominant. The White One Sox, day. the White Sox blew it. <laughs> they did. Right. They yeah. blew that trade. This this tweet was our alternate for Darby Electric since he's power unlimited power. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of electric, <laughs> uh, Speaking of absolutely. power, we have Darby. Yeah, yeah Darby <laughs> Electric, baby. Um, so uh, and Southern Family also too brings up uh, this great uh, uh, comment as well, saying state sports are good, top to bottom, unlike some community college in Chapel Hill <laughs> where some players can't spell uh, their own name but can look good in some Jordans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that uh, <laughs> dance by. Uh, Mac Mac. Brown. Oh my Dude, God. you just gave up four in the they, fourth quarter. Why are you right? dancing? Thank I mean, you. I, I mean, you won the game. I guess you want to. You, you've. I've heard. I get the logic of you've practiced so much. You only win so much. Enjoy, and they haven't won. I'm like, yeah, like you look terrible. Can you imagine? <laughs> state looks, that. Yeah, imagine. If, yeah, imagine part. what they would say if State had done that and Doran's if doing. They had this. done that. People would have went insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. talking about I mean, how it, you barely. Yeah, they were talking about on Get Up on ranked, Get Up this morning on but, ESPN. Like Get yeah. Up was like talking about it and thinking, "Oh yeah, this is this is so funny, haha." And they're like, "Yeah, it's kind of awkward." I'm like, "No, it's really awkward watching no, it." Dance it's, like it's, it's straight up embarrassing. Somebody yeah. tweeted and they said <laughs> the difference between the way UNC handled it and the way State handled it just explains the type of team and maturity mm. and leadership is on each. I like team. it. And I, I, mean, I, I retweeted that tweet. I loved it. Now, I mean, I, I will say, I, I will say this that I wasn't necessarily. I, I was like, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on Drake May after he 
beat Florida AM. But I will say Drake May is legit. I will say yeah. that. I will get I will say that. But I will say this say as well, saying that Gene Chizik being the all all in all endowed <laughs> savior of UNC's defense has been far from it, to say the least. So uh so definitely still feeling confident, you know, when we face those guys later in the season. If 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 all the cards stayed the same, I would still feel confident heading into that game later this year. Like they um, say, what's old is still old. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen. Um and uh uh Mackenzie White, who's uh the UNC fan that we had on to talk uh football uh Mackenzie a UNC fan. Oh god. I know. Okay. He asked he asked the question, is NC State the third best team in the Atlantic behind Clemson and Florida? State? He's just trolling us right now. That's all it is. <laughs> I know. Come on, Kenzie, get out of here, brother. All right, y'all. Well, again, first of all, I want to say thank you all again so much for tuning in here. It was a pleasure again. It was great at the end of the day here again. Celebrating. One and baby, one and heading into Charleston Southern. Got some time back here. In Carter Got a huge, Finley. Back in Carter Finley, baby, 12 30 p.m. Make sure also, too, if, uh, if you want in on our ticket giveaway, we have two tickets right now that we are giving away on our Twitter right now. All hey, you have to do is, what? I know. <laughs> all you have to do is follow us uh, on, on Twitter. You have to retweet that. That's tweet. right, Mackenzie. Go tell my baby bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then, and then and then like that tweet. So again, just check that out so that way you do not miss out on the opportunity to win two free tickets to the Charleston Southern game. And we have other plans for other giveaways here this week. So make sure again to follow us so you do not miss out on that. Make sure as well, if you don't mind as well, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so that way you are notified whenever we release any new in-state content and also too, whenever we do any of our live streams, Tuffy Talk live shows, watch parties, you name it. And so make sure to do that again. It's free to do and it really helps support us in the channel. Uh, also too, make sure again to check out our brand new Tuffy Talk Live Show sponsors, Darby Electric LLC. For all of your electrical needs, uh, residential, commercial, you name it. All their information uh, for the website and the phone number are in the description below. Uh, for this live show, just make sure to go and check them out. I uh, would really appreciate that. Um, and then lastly you as do. well. Yeah, man, I know. I think that was just for you, Macon. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, and also, too, is if you don't mind as well, if you're an NC State fan just like us and you love NC State, hit that like button, y'all, and we would really appreciate that as well. So that really helps us as well. But thank you all so much again for tuning in. Stay safe, y'all. We'll see y'all Saturday, 12.30 p.m., NC State versus Charleston Southern, baby. We'll see y'all then. As always, go pack, y'all, baby. All right, guys.